that was my life. Born into the gym, yeah, right? and like yeah. kung fu films and all the like Shaw Brothers stuff and all the cheesy like kung pao stuff. Like that's the stuff I grew up on. Yes. Um, and so I missed out on a lot of like good award-winning movies because of that. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Inner West Hemp. Be sure to visit them online for all your CBD needs. This is the same company that I use daily from tinctures to rub-ons to CBD gummies. Some of their products are even USADA approved. Be sure to use the code JAMP, 15% off at checkout. What's up, guys? Today's guest is a talented action actress. Please welcome to the Jamcast, Miss Amy Johnston. What up? What's up? How are you, gangster? Good. How are you, gangster? I know. It's so funny. Like, the coolest things about these jam casts is that I get to reconnect with people that I haven't seen in so long, except via social media. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Um, We actually spent, when did we do Eve? What year was that? Was that? I feel like that was 2018, which two years ago. Time flies. Yeah. So, in 2018, we were in Boston for about three months working on a movie called Eve, now maybe known as Ava? Yes. (laughs) Something like that. I love how confused we both are. I know. We're like, something like that. We like actually worked on the project. Um, Yeah, yeah, we totally did. What's so weird to me is that like we both were kind of talking about this off camera. We've gotten a residual check for the movie. Yeah. I have no idea where the movie is. It's literally not released anywhere. That's what I was thinking. I knew they did something in France with it. Ah, like a screening or like a short release? but I don't know how we're getting residuals, but uh, it's all good. Very interesting. I just want to see it, though. I know, me too. I'm I'm really curious to see how everything turned out. You're the best, like, man, I'm just saying, you're so organized. (laughs) Guys, if anybody gets a chance to work with Travis, drop everything, like, not your pants, but, like, drop your life (laughs) and go work for Travis, because you're so organized. It was wild. I try to be. I think what I tell all my friends is, like, once I start getting the chance to coordinate, I try to do things differently or try to do them the way that I wish they were done when I was a performer. Yeah, yeah, and right. and, and that's super helpful because you are a performer. You were a performer, yeah. so you understand what you like and don't like. Yeah, it was crazy. I try to keep people, like, not in the dark, be, like, as communicative as possible. Yeah, yeah. and you're like, if we don't need you this hour, you guys can go do something else. I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you and Jeff were great. I'm I'm trying to get a, a reputation for that. Yeah, I feel you got like it. If your performers are happy, they'll perform better for you. Exactly. You don't yeah. want unhappy performers. There's guys that like I know some coordinators will bring you on set and like understandable you're on contract, but I know some guys like I've been on shows where they'll bring you on set knowing you aren't doing anything just to make you sit there for the flat eight hours and then be like, mm-hmm. Okay, go home. Yeah. I'm like damn. Whether, whether it's like a power move or just they feel like they're doing their job. Yeah. You know, but so yeah, you were great. Well, you I appreciate great. it. And you yeah. were great because, oh, because we were in a tough position there because um, we needed someone to double Je- Jessica Chastain. Uh, and we needed someone very talented because we were working with Jeff Amato, who does very different choreography. Yeah. Than what you're used to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's awesome. Oh my God. Master Amato song. <laughs> he just comes in and is like, can you do this? I'm thinking this. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, what did you just do? He's like, I don't know. My do it though. F- my favorite thing about his process is like, as you've seen, he'll be like, feed me. And we'll just like throw a punch and he'll do like 20 different things. Yeah. And he's like, what did I do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, literally. And everybody's trying to like take notes. I'm like, uh, you did something here. Yeah. So yeah. now I just film him at all times and then I just go back and scrub yes. through. And I'm like, Super smart. This yeah. Is crazy. He's great. Um, yeah, no, it was really fun. It was a unique project. It was, uh, for those that don't know, and like what's crazy is we're talking about it. We haven't seen it yet. Oh yeah, by the so way. So if any of you out there can locate it, it's a movie with Jessica Chastain, <laughs> Colin Farrell, John Malkovich, yeah. and Common, the rapper. 
Yeah. Great cast. Yeah, it was super cool cast. It was with uh, Voltage Pictures. I yes. worked with them before. Um, last time I worked with them, it took them all, like three years to get my film out. So you never know. They, you, they're going through the rounds, you know. Totally. It's a process, but hopefully we'll see it. And sometime. that's like such a crazy story to us, which is when we hired you as the lead stunt double, uh, we actually turned in all your contract info, of course. And like you said, Voltage Pictures, the producers recognized you. were like, we know Amy, but we hired her as an actress. <laughs> I love the face that you made. That's the confusing part. And, and that's yeah. like one of the crazy things about you. Even before I started the show, I was like, what do you want me to call you? You're not like... You're a stunt woman, but you're very much pursuing an acting career. Um, so, like, wh- what is the focus right now, I guess? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's confusing because everybody wants to put you in a box, right? It's It's normal. It's human nature. So it depends on who I'm talking to. But typically, <laughs> uh, typically I'm an actress and I do my own stunts. And then um, here and there I'll do stunt work with people like you and totally. Jeff and um, fun little projects. But mainly it's acting. That's amazing. And how long have you been like really focused on this part of your career, I guess, or this? Like four years now, I guess. Um, I kind of like stopped the stunt world about four years ago. I let things kind of trickle in, but I don't really work towards that. I'm doing a lot more acting. Because I I like both. I just wanted to pursue acting more. I was going to ask, is that something that you always had a goal of doing, like since you were younger? Yeah, I wanted to do both, you know, like acting stunts. And everyone's like, nope, do one or the other. I'm like, okay, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. Thanks. Bye. That's um, so funny. So yeah, it's just hard to do it at the same time because people don't understand what you are. They're like, I hired her as an actress, but she's doing stunts. Like, what is she? Yeah. So I get it. I get the confusion, but I like it all. That's funny. And like with that decision to like consciously push forward that the last four years, um, do you find yourself turning down stunt jobs as a result of it? Yeah, for sure. Wow. Um, and it's no disrespect to people or like the jobs because I, you know, I would rather give them to somebody who really wants those jobs yes. in a position where I used to be, like um, somebody who has been working hard towards that. It's just not my goal right now. So. And it's so funny to hear because um, so many of our listeners that are listening are people probably very much dying to get yeah. as many stun jobs as possible. And I get it. I was there. <laughs> I totally get it. Actually, this is crazy. I just remembered on one of my very first stunt jobs, you helped me out, Travis. You like, you gave me a bunch of your stunt pads for what? Captain America: Winter yes. Soldier. Uh, yeah, you you like showed me your your whole bag. I didn't. I was like barely making rent. I was so broke. Yeah. Um, and I got that job, and you were like, "Okay, here's the bag. This is what you need." And I was like, "Holy crap! This guy is like." So helpful, so sincere. Like, so funny. I will never forget that. You helped me out so much. And I was literally going to bring that up. But like, it's so surreal for me to see is like back then, um, for those that don't know, you got the chance to double Black Widow yeah. like very early on in your, in your stunt career. And it was like a huge, huge opportunity because it was you as well as Heidi Moneymaker. Yeah, who was who, like one of the best. In my opinion, one of the best. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, for you to be like in the mix with her just very much speaks volumes about you and your character and your skills. And uh, it was cool for to see you get the chance back in the day. Yeah, it doesn't, it was cool. It didn't feel like it was early on in my career. Like I was super broke and um, hustling for a long time, <laughs> just not in the proper ways. I didn't know how to hustle. Like I just tried to meet people totally. and like did things online. But um, I was trying for like four years. I was super broke for four years, like yeah. living in my car a lot of times, like ramen noodles, the whole thing, you know, so not like I just jumped into the world. I, I I really worked to get there. It's cool for people to hear that side of things, especially when they see the end goal that you're at now. Uh, even for me, like I think people have always equated that I was always working, and I have been. But like, there were times where, yeah. like you said, like me and me and Daniel Graham, there was like four of us in a two bedroom eating really? hot dogs and beans every night. Like, 
<laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, oh, yeah. Four man. of us in a two bedroom and like I would go to sleep in my bedroom and then Danny would get to play video games in the living room. Cause really? Like, we were just switching off. Yeah. When was this? This like, was what? 2009, 2008. Yeah. yeah, see, I, I look at you and I think this guy has been successful for so long. He's been working for so long. Like, I can't, I can't imagine that. Franks and beans, yeah. We, me and Danny have a joke. <laughs> Franks and beans, remember, Papa? Yeah. Oh, that's it's crazy, so crazy. How, how much things have changed. And it's not just because, like, things are coming to you. You work really hard. Thank like, you. you decide to do things and then you do them, which is so rare. Most Same people to just you. talk, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like. Same to you. There's so many things I want to talk to you about on this podcast. I, like, before you came, I was like, where am I going to start? Cause like, just like myself, there's so many avenues you pursued and stuff as well. Yeah. Um, so I guess like before we talk about like current stuff, I kind of want to like go backwards, um, a little bit, but before we even talk about your martial arts history, I think it, how you kind of brought up the story about me and Captain America. I don't know if you know this, but you really helped me out a lot in the sense of you probably didn't know it, but a video that you did with a bunch of the boys actually really helped get a lot of uh, attention for my Jim White Lotus back in the day. Really? Yeah. Yo, Armand, oh, click the White Lotus one, and you'll recognize this one right away. That's crazy. So you... So that helped your... This like, bring really in. helped us a lot. Yeah, because back in the day, so like a lot of people know, when I first opened White Lotus, um, we spent zero dollars on advertising. The yeah. only thing we did was I put out a video of Anise doing corkscrews, and I started putting out tricking videos, and then shortly thereafter, this video that you put out with a bunch of the old school guys yeah. from like Thousand Pounds days... Pounds. Um, this went like super viral. Yes. This was like on tons of different websites yeah. besides just YouTube and stuff. And uh, it brought a lot of notoriety in my gym because people were like, who's this crazy girl kicking ass? And they're also like, where's this place at? Yeah. And so oh, wow. without you knowing it, this really helped me out a lot. Oh, that makes me so happy. <laughs> it's wild how some videos like go viral and some don't. Like this was like a previs for something we were doing with Stan Lee. Yeah. And uh, nothing ever came to fruition with that job. But like this... I'm not quite sure why this is the video that brought all the attention, but I'm so happy it did. Of you know? all the videos you Yeah, brought. for a lot of performers, too. Like, this gave me some of my first, like, auditions, and it helped a lot of the other performers in there as well. It's weird. And did you guys shoot that in the course of a day? Or, like, because this looks yeah, like yeah, you're yeah. literally at open gym right there. Oh, yeah, yeah. I see yeah. people was, break dancing. I think it was open gym. Yeah. <laughs> it was literally, <laughs> course, literally, yeah, it was, I don't know, three hours or something. Wow. I came in sick. I was, like, every break, I was going to the bathroom and throwing up no it way was, it was like it was nothing to us it was just like let's shoot this fun fight yeah um so it's that's awesome to hear it's that crazy, makes me right? really happy it's back in the days when we were all so hungry yeah. <laughs> literally and figuratively right yeah yeah do you do you feel like you have to like push that hunger these days because like you're doing so much and you're always busy do you ever feel like you need to like re-motivate yourself a hundred percent yeah it's really hard and I, I also have to like put things in perspective um a lot of times. I, I think the biggest thing I'm trying to do right now in my life is find balance. Yeah. And I'm sure like you you come across this as well sometimes. <sighs> it's, uh, yeah. I, I'll have to throw this picture online of like a, a graph my friend posted the other day. And it was like, it was a really funny meme. It said what I thought would make me productive. And it's like a pie graph that says hard work, 100%. And he's like, what really makes me productive? And it's the same graph where it's like hard work is 40%. Rest is 15%. Like free time is another 15%. Sleep is like yes. 15, working out. And I was like, damn. Yes. It's very easy to lose sight of all the things that help get you to this point. Yes, 100%. Once you're here. Yeah, because like you, you just wrapped on your show, which you were on for so long, Stumptown. Yeah, like, nine months. Yeah, so it's like during that, you don't have much time to 
do anything else. Your mind is so focused. And then when you get home, you're like, I'm tired. I'm going to try to chill and get some sleep before the next crazy day. And so you lose sight easily of everything that got you to where you are. Like it's, it's a natural thing. It's, it's very surreal. It's a blessing and a curse. Yes. Like we like to say, right? Yeah, of course. You know. <laughs> As we sit up here and we're complaining about work. No, <laughs> not even compla- not complaining, but, you know, but, it, but it's a thing. It's like when you have the success that you have, you have to find ways to like, reignite that inspiration motivation yeah. and, and keep pushing and not just staying comfortable with where you are totally so and, and that's something that like I was going to ask you about because uh this is kind of a two-part question which is um at the current state how often do you find yourself physically training especially with how much you're focusing on acting um and then the second part of that question which is is going to delve into a deeper question which is how long have you been training in general oh um um so yeah, I, I still train. I'm just not very social. I like train by myself. Martial arts is like it's my whole life. That's who I am. That's how I express myself. Um, so I'm always training. I don't. I don't. I used to like trick and stuff. I used to try that really hard. Like I was doing corks and stuff. I was just throwing stuff. Um, I haven't done that in a long time. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, so funny to see. It's like I, that's not. Um, there's so many amazing, talented people, and I'm like, I'm not gonna compete with them. I'm gonna keep doing what I do, which is martial arts and acting. Um, but so I guess I, I work out like four times a week. Okay. I'll do martial arts at least like twice a week in one way or another. Okay. Um, whether that's like an internal thing of just finding the time to like think and meditate on things and like do like a slower movement type of process or go kick pads and stuff. Um, but I need, I need that. That's how I feel like myself. Um, but I definitely lose myself the times I don't train. Right? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, like how many times do you train and then especially yeah. now, like it's just kind of like you talked about with Stumptown. I, I, you're you get in a rut where you can only train as much as your body allows you or your yeah. schedule allows. Yeah. So right now, I'm literally on a, the only thing I want to do the next month is focus on training and getting my taxes done. Oh <laughs> God, it. taxes! <laughs> Reminder, yeah. Oh, thank you. Shout out to all you Americans. We got a month. Shout out to taxes. <laughs> we got a month left. <laughs> oh exactly. my gosh. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 uh, definitely important to keep training. Yeah, but it's hard. And then like. When you have a really intense job coming up, you're like, I want to train, but I want, don't want to overtrain. I don't want to injure myself. It's like you, you're finding that balance of staying up to par and getting better and progressing, but also like not being too crazy. Yeah. Because um, I used to be that. I used to just be crazy. And like I injured myself. I tore my ACL. So I learned my lesson. Just overtraining. Yeah. Yeah. And trying things when I wasn't ready or like I wasn't thinking about it. So totally. You know, I'm sure you've been there. A hundred percent. And, yeah. and, it's really funny because like we share a lot of the same sentiments in the fact that we were both, uh, we almost didn't have a choice starting our martial arts journeys. And so, um, I won't talk about my story, but like, how did your martial arts journey start? So the people out there know. So similar to you, my dad was a martial artist and like a kickboxing champion. And, um, I just, I grew up in that environment. He owned martial arts schools, a bunch of different ones. Um, my brother was into martial arts. My mom was martial arts and like, it just, that was my life. Born into the gym, yeah, right? Yeah, and, like, yeah. kung fu films and all the, like, Shaw Brothers stuff and all the cheesy, like, kung pao stuff. Like, that's the stuff I grew up on. Yes. Um, and so I missed out on a lot of, like, good award-winning movies because of that. <laughs> like, I still have a lot of catching up to do. I'm still like, watching the classics. Yeah. yeah. Amy, have you seen Titanic? No, but I've seen, like, um, <laughs> Tang. Exactly. I don't know, like, all these stupid cheesy films. It's so films. funny. Um, but, yeah, so my father was a big inspiration. Yeah. 
Um, and yeah, I just kept moving forward with it. Do you remember how old you were when he, when you officially started training? He said he held pads in the crib and I would like, you know, he was like, he was waiting for somebody to train like that. Um, but I think I got serious around six. Oh, okay. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I officially, they, same thing. They were doing like stretching drills when I was super young, like <laughs> six months and stuff. Um, six months but, stretching yeah. drills. But my first competition, I was three. Dang. <laughs> Yeah. That's wild. I was three and I competed in the seven-year-old division because they didn't have competitions for kids that young. So That is amazing, Travis. Yeah, it's pretty wild. The yeah. story that my mom tells is very surreal. I, I'm going to have her on here eventually to, to yeah. talk about it. Yeah. That's but, awesome. Uh, yeah, so that's crazy. Oh so six six years old and so yeah. what? You're 21 now? So you've been training? Definitely <laughs> 21. I was like, are you really going to say my age? <laughs> I'm not going to say your age, baby. We're, we're, we're homies. I'm not going to yeah, shout yeah, you yeah. I was just joking. It was so name. funny. Yeah. Um, um, but, but yeah, so yeah. when, when you're six years old, you, you started your martial arts journey and what style did you start in specifically? Mm, so my father taught a progressive system, which blends a bunch of things together. Yep. Um, our niece and Kali and then, cool. um, kickboxing, um, BJJ, Kung Fu, um, karate, kempo. So just Dope. a blend of things that he put together and put it into his own art, I suppose. Yeah. And so yeah. like as a kid, how often were you training? Were you at the gym every day? Every day. Yeah. yeah. Like we would sleep there. That was just, that was my home. Damn. It was super fun. Yeah. I'm sure it was the same for you, right? It was like, the same for like, me. Yeah. yeah. It was, that was your home. And so now I feel like weird without having that. Like after I left that um, and I don't have that every day. It's weird, but you still have that cause you have a gym. I do. Do you get yeah. the time to like have that environment or is it busy being like, yeah, I rarely get to go to jam and it yeah. hurts my, it really, uh, drains my soul. Um, but Aww. I think the coolest thing though, to me though, is that, uh, for those that do go to jam and a lot of people know, um, my mom is like a fixture at jam. And I think like, uh, people ask me like, you know, what's jam done? What's the most beneficial thing it's done for you? And for me, I think it's the fact that I have a place for my mom to go to mm. like every day, like Armand back here, he can attest to it. Like, um, I get videos from these guys, like DMS from my friends that are like training with my mom at 10 PM on a weeknight. I love that so much. And I'm like, what the hell is my mom doing at the gym at 10 PM? You know, she's <laughs> a boss. She's the queen yeah. of that gym. It's so cool. She's and so inspiring. She's very inspiring. She still trains. I would say, I think she still goes to the gym every day from like 4.35 p.m. and she leaves at like 9.30, maybe yeah. 10 o'clock. Yeah, Armand's yeah. saying yeah. And that's Somewhere around there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's Monday through Friday. And then Saturday she goes in and trains, you know, 12 o'clock on. And she takes Blint to walk Sunday nights with Brian Sawyer. Really? Yeah. Just yeah. because she loves it. Yeah, she just, wow. she's a martial artist, you know. So I have a question for you. Was there ever a point in your life where you were trying to push away the martial arts? Because that's all that they... Uh, that's all you kind of had. I was like I'm gonna curious. Ask you. Oh, sorry. I was just gonna ask you I'm the just same like, thing. Because yours is even more aggressive. Yeah. Like three years old competing. Yeah. That's a lot. Uh, I I'll, I definitely stopped competing when I hit high school. Um, for lack of a better explanation, I hit a lot of goals. I got inducted into the Inside Kung Fu Hall of Fame at 14. Nice. I kind of thought it was the shit. Yeah. Um, but I also was like, dude. I mean, this is something my parents waited till they were in their 40s to get into. What Why? else can I achieve at this yeah. point? And yeah. it was right around that time that I really started discovering tricking and acrobatics and girls. Uh, and all, so all online can, or like? <laughs> so I completely just quit like martial arts cold turkey in high school. Really? Like 14 years old. Oh, yeah. okay. And I didn't pick it up again until like the end of high school, like 16, 17, when I started filming fight scenes with Vlad Rimberg. And really? that's how I got back into training. 
That is so weird. <laughs> Can you believe that? With yeah. Vlad at how old? Yeah. yeah, me and Vlad went to the same high school. Vlad is a year, yeah. I mean, he looks way older, but yeah, he was only like a grade ahead of me. <laughs> Thanks, Travis. <laughs> Vlad, you look great. <laughs> yeah. um, he shaved right now, so he looks yeah, baby yeah, face. Yeah. But yeah, so check this out. Me and Vlad have been shooting fight scenes together for 18 years. What? Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Yeah. Wait, where did you go to high school? We went like to Granada area? Hills High School. Uh, wow. We started by filming jackass videos in a series called Key Up, and we would film karate mixed with jackass. Where are these? They're online. Yes. I'll, I'll send you one. It's it's classic. It's classic. There's a one-on-one fight scene that me and Vlad did in my old kung fu school. Oh my god! It is horrendous. Don't you love how the internet just keeps everything, it's, it's like amazing. all the things it's from amazing. your past? It's just like, there you go, forever. Yeah, it's amazing to see. At the same time, we're kind of proud. We're like, dude, we were shooting fight scenes on tripods, but like our cuts were there. And look at you guys now. I know. Started from the bottom, now you're here. So question for you then. You started at six. Did you ever hit a rebellion point or a point where you were like, you had to step away? No. Damn. I know. I know. Um, No, I was just like, how do I make money with this? Oh, okay. Because like, you know, you you get to the point in high school where you're like, okay, college, that's what people do, right? So how do I... I've been doing this thing my whole life. What, how do I make money with this? It's like you can get scholarships or you can just figure out something entirely different with your yes. life. And I was like, nah, I think I'll just um, make money with this and movies. But I, I didn't hit a point of like rebellion. Damn. Rebellious. Lucky parents. <laughs> really? No, I was super yeah. like rebellious in other ways, but ah, okay. not with martial arts. And so what, what was it like, like growing up? Like it's, I always try to get this perspective from other kids um, because it was so unique to me. But like, what was it like growing up in a martial arts household? Like, did you feel uh, a lot of pressure to get better or did you want to get better for yourself? I don't know if I you guess really that's know. A, no, that's a good question. I don't yeah. think I thought about it. Um, I think it was just like a way of life. It was like, it's like eating, um, yeah. breathing almost. Um, it was just chaos and martial arts all the time. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't think about that. Did you? Um, I think I didn't think about it as a kid, but as I get older, I thought about it that I think I did it at first for them. And then I hit a certain point where I became obsessed with wanting to do new stuff for myself. Hmm. So I think maybe it progressed for me over time, but I did feel like a sense of like, you know, I don't know if this was the same for you, but like when my dad's friends would come, I'd have to do a demonstration. Like, yeah, <laughs> there's lots of things where I was like, I'm yeah. not doing this for me. Yes, <clears throat> yes. Like you didn't really have a choice. Yeah, yeah, I felt that way. But then like over time, I guess like when I learned about tricks and stuff like that, that's when I kind of started doing stuff for myself. Yeah, you're like, this is me. This yeah. is something I created. Yeah, they. my parents couldn't tell me how to do a lot of the moves I was looking up. Because so. they don't know how to do it. Exactly. Like, so that's when I got like my own sense of identity, I guess. Huh, interesting. And then you brought your old identity back and yeah. merged them together. And of course, Look right. at you now. Look at me now. Yeah, right? man. My other question for you is, what was it like growing up as not only a martial arts kid, but uh, as a female? Like, what was that like having a martial arts journey from a kid? Because it's kind of a rarity, especially in American culture and society. Um, Like, you know, not to put you in a box, but like uh, a lot of other females growing up do a lot more traditional sports from gymnastics to cheerleading to dance and stuff like that. And did you have a unique journey as a female martial artist, did you feel like ostracized at all or did you just, you know, was yeah, it yeah, definitely. And I did those, I did gymnastics and dance and cheerleading and like volleyball and basketball and all that. But, um, with martial arts, it was a small town. And so I was like the, the martial artist that a lot of people wanted to fight and like see my skills. Cause it was rare, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I also like enjoyed the being different, um, and having that about me. Um, 
I, I didn't see it as a problem. But I did get into a few fights because of that. <laughs> um, nothing serious, like just stupid high school fights. But um, they definitely wanted to see what the karate girl could do. Of course. You know? And guys would pick on me a lot, and I would, like, kick them in the groin. And, like, it was <laughs> like, a, I don't know. No, it, I feel you. Yeah. I used to get tested in high school a lot. Oh, yeah, I bet. Yeah, and so. especially as a guy. Like, guys don't really hold back. They're just like, hey, what's up, bro? Oh, it's total ego test, you know? Yeah. yeah so. Did you fight a lot? Uh, no, I, I was very good with my words. And, oh. like, more than anything, like, I, I, even in my adult life, I try to just be friends with as many people as possible. Yeah. So. Yeah, you're super social. S- same principle applied, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. For those of you out there, don't fight. Yeah. Use your words. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then for those that don't know your story, where exactly uh, was this small town that you grew up in? Where are oh. you originally from? Yeah, um, it's a town called Gillette in Wyoming. Okay. Um, Super small. Not much town. to do. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I can't name many towns in Wyoming. That's okay. <laughs> let Cheyenne's alone, the capital. Yeah, exactly. Maybe. I know yeah. that. Or I, Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Okay. Jackson is beautiful. Of course. Yeah. But and so, at what age do you make the decision to move to Los Angeles? As soon as I could. So I left at 18. Well, like 17 and a half. Wow. Um, I like, saved up some of my money from like crappy jobs. And moved to LA, like a little studio, um, like a garage studio okay. behind somebody's house. Um, and my money went away so fast. And I was like, oh my God. So I started yeah. doing a bunch of extra work and stuff. But it was um, 17, 18. And how long had you prepared for that? Like you kind of mentioned you kind of always wanted to be an actress. But at what point did you start to realize like, okay, LA's the move for sure? Mm, at like 14. Damn. Yeah. I really wanted to. Dang. I really wanted it. Nothing else made sense. It's like, you know, like in life, um, there's a lot of like logical steps, yeah. but there's something so deep about what you really, really want. And I lo- think a lot of people block that off. And I, I, um, I don't know. I knew that at an earlier age, I suppose. And I just always, I think I'm, it's because my parents allowed me to like actually go for what I want yeah, and weren't holding me down to be something else that I didn't want to be. So um, it's probably because of that, that I allowed myself to, keep thinking about what I really want to do. Totally. Yeah. That's super wild. I find myself like kind of spoiled in a lot of ways because I'm actually born and raised here in the Valley. Yeah. So when I hear these stories of people that actually transplant their entire life, to me, that's like one of the most courageous things in the world. You know, like it's, it's insane. I, I've yet to transplant my entire life and start someone fresh. You don't you know? need to. I know I don't need to, but yeah. I always find that like so amazing. And uh, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Cause it, it kind of goes both ways because I think a lot of people, um, that live here sometimes have it harder because they're jaded from the industry from growing up and being around it they're like I don't want to be around that and I'm not excited to start that yeah so it also I mean that's also <laughs> really tough you're really right because yeah. as a kid I kind of took it for granted because yeah. I was around the stuff all that's the time nothing to you. I didn't fully pursue it because yeah. you know you get a call like hey there's an audition all right I'll go yeah but it wasn't like I had to like yeah. make a goal to live yeah, out here. I drove out here um, yeah. because I had an audition. I thought it was like the biggest thing in my life. I was like, I'm driving out there. This is going to happen. Like I got I'm this. Sure. I'm going to get in there. I'm going to meet somebody. They're going to see me, you know, no like, way. so it's a different mindset of you being here around here all the time. It's just like, you know, so it's, I, I think you're courageous for continuing to push. Yeah. Well, that is crazy to me. I still can't believe you moved out here at 18 years old. And uh, so when you yeah. first moved out here, how long was it before you started actually booking entertainment jobs? <laughs> and were they stunt jobs at first, or did you have to do? I did some weird odd jobs. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I was going to ask you, <laughs> what kind of stuff some did you are, do? Some are still online. Oh my god! Okay, 
funny ones. Well, you don't have to say them so people in Google. No, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I would never. No, it's just a lot of like, I was trying to pay rent. Yeah. Um, I did a lot of extra work at first to like learn how to be on wow. set, you know. Okay. Um, it really wasn't until I started training like at White Lotus mm-hmm. um, and places where there was a community that I started meeting people and then started like building something yeah. um, into what I could get booked off of. But um, before that, I was doing like just Craigslist all day, every day. Oh. Some weird stuff. Single day jobs. Yeah. Cash jobs. Things. Some weird yeah. like superhero stuff. Things, things that I didn't understand. I was, yeah. That's you know. so funny. Nothing nothing too terrible. Yeah. But like, I'm like building this up. <laughs> like, I'm, it's, not, it's not that People bad. People are like over here like, like looking up doing? weird no, stuff. Yeah. No, it wasn't that bad. It's just like things I'm not proud of. That's um, so funny. That aren't good quality or but, stuff. I mean, I, I, and like, you know, that's kind of the point of this podcast is like for other people out there to hear your story, to like see where you're at now and to hear that you had to do extra work and you were doing, you know, single day jobs. I think it's really inspiring. So. Yeah, of course. I think you have to. I think it's important to know what struggling feels like. Yes. Because um, if you don't know what struggling feels like, it's hard to like to care yeah. about success. I but agree. when you don't have that, if you don't, if you don't have the money, if you don't have like the things that you want, you want them more, obviously. So yeah, um, yeah, super important to struggle. You have to have both sides of the spectrum, you know. <sighs> Always and yeah. with anything, like with any with any growth as a person, as a human, you need struggle. Yes. And like combat, you know, like issues to figure out and to grow better, grow from them. So yeah, yeah super important. And so, um, do you remember um, how, what officially got you into SAG, or do you remember your first job that got you into the oh union? <clears throat> yeah, it was with Danny Wayne. Uh, wow. It was a Disney show. Okay, he was awesome. He's one. He's like one of those people that helped me, like you. Yeah, Danny's um, been great to me too. Lovely human. Uh, he saw videos of me doing like. Mm, fight scenes with Sean Charney. Oh my god! <laughs> no way! Yeah. Shout out Sean Charney, I, I by love the way. Sean Charney. Oh my goodness! How am I doing fight scenes with him? Oh and and Danny brought me in and was like, "I know you want to do stunts. Like, let's see how you ride a wire. Let's see how you act on like a rehearsal stage." Um, and he like taught me some things, and he allowed me to be on an episode of. Pair of Kings okay. as a stunt person. And wow. like that just changed my world because he like opened me up to that. You yeah. know, sometimes it's really hard to get in there. It's it can be the hardest thing to get your foot in the door. Um, but that's why people like you or, or Danny Wayne, like you guys are amazing for, you know, trying to bring in those newcomers. Yeah. It's so important. I just got to uh, our guest, I think two episodes ago, or maybe even be oh yeah, two episodes ago, I actually just got to taft him on a show. And uh, it was super surreal for him. He's been trying to get in to into this SAG for like five years. Ooh. So uh, Ryan Clarenbach. Yeah, he's like a calisthenics athlete that is trying to fully break into stunts. And uh, for someone who has like, you know, this guy's got 350,000 followers. He lives off of brand deals, but he's trying to hit the ground. Like yeah. came in and did like a super low budget job for me. But he's like, I don't care. I'm just trying to get into stunts. And so, and so you I saw the passion. I was like, yeah. You got him? I got ah, him tafted. That's everything. Yeah. Really, like... People have to continue to do that so that it's not just the same people cycling, you know, yes. with, with any corporation, with any, with any job, with any business, like you need the, the, the new blood. Got to give people a chance. Yeah. New yeah. ideas, new, new everything. So and that's, that's awesome so cool. you did that. It's super cool to hear that uh, yeah. Danny Wayne is one that tapped you or got you in because 
you know, just to hear stories of guys being great like him. Like I can yeah. attest him being amazing human. So yeah, seriously human, uh, seriously amazing human. Yeah. So I'm really grateful for people like that. Dang, that's crazy. And so shortly after that, I guess you get tapped in the industry. You really start focusing on stunts and stuff like that. Uh, would you consider Captain America your first major film as a yeah. stunt double? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I did like some TV shows before that and I did a film called Raise, yes. James Young. Yes. Um, and um, little things like that. But Captain America Winter Soldier was easily my biggest thing. And um, walking into that was very intimidating because people were looking at me like, mm -hmm. who is this new girl? Like, what is she bringing that we don't already have? Um, and how did she get this job? There was a lot of, like, weird pressure. Totally. Um, which is normal for somebody that's young. So um, I learned a lot on that job. I learned so much about, like, mm, where where I can bring in my voice and where I need to like trust myself and things like that, that you don't learn until you're in that position. Yeah. So that was definitely my first big um, like stunt doubling job for sure. That's super cool. And now is there a, a, a stunt moment or anything like early on in your career that you remember was like kind of pivotal? Um, like this could be in a, in a couple of different senses. Like some guys say like, yeah, I have one gag I'll always remember because it was the scariest thing I've ever done. In your case, I'm wondering like, is there a gag or a stunt job where you were like, okay, for sure. I want to be an actress. I'm over this. Like, oh no, you know I've, I've never, like, I was never over it. Yeah, I know. But, but I'm just, um, just curious if yes. there's like a pivotal moment, yes, you know, yeah. for a pivotal moment. Yeah. So I never had the pivotal moment of like, I don't want to hit the ground anymore, Okay, but I had the pivotal moment of like, oh my God, what am I doing? Um, cause I did a lot of like music videos trying to like get into stunts, right? Yes. Ton of music videos of like, yeah, I'll come in and I'll do whatever, you know? Totally. And there was this one music video. <laughs> oh my God. There's this one music video where I had to like jump out of the window on, in heels and everything was great. Um, it was my first window break. Um, <clears throat> but then shortly after they brought a horse to set and they're like, you're from Wyoming. You can ride horses. Right. And I was like, yeah, I grew up riding horses, but I, I haven't worked with this horse. Like I haven't trained with this horse. Like, what do you want me to do? Um, and there was no coordinator on set. Oh it was a music God. video. And I don't, you know, you don't know these things, guys. You don't know <laughs> these things when you're getting I in. Know, uh, like, this is how, unfortunately, how I learned. Oh, my God. Um, I, didn't, I didn't get it. I just, like, thought that I, I didn't. Anyways, um, I got on the horse. They just wanted me to <clears throat> take the horse down the road. Yeah. Um, and there was no rehearsal. I didn't know how to speak up and say anything for myself. Um, and I thought it was fine. So yeah. I got on the horse and, um, they rolled, ac you know, they started filming and all of a sudden, uh, I was going on the horse and then there were a bunch of like explosions that happened that oh, I knew okay. nothing about and that the horse, the horse hadn't. Yeah. It spooked the horse. The horse started <laughs> like running off and no way. doing crazy bucks and running off towards a pole to like try to freaking hit me. And I jumped off the horse and rolled off. And it was super scary because, yeah, like, yeah. I didn't know how to deal with any of that. Um, so that was an experience where I was like, okay, I don't know what I'm doing. And I wow. need to tell people what I want to do, what I don't want to do, what I can and can't do. Because I'm never going to get myself in that situation again. Um, that is crazy. So for anybody listening, please be careful. I know sometimes you're in, in positions where you need money. Um, and you want to like get into the business, but there really are, there are, there are, there are ways to do so. Um, yeah. so the more you learn, the more you understand before getting into those situations, the better. So. That is a wild story, but I, I totally like, believe it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even myself, like I, I, lately I've been coordinating a bunch of like higher budget music videos yeah. and even still 
there's a lot of corners cut because they're like single day shoots. Yeah. They're just throwing together, just trying to get the job done. They get away with it yeah. and it's understood, but yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm glad you're okay. Oh yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. So it's insane. just like, yeah, <laughs> I felt pretty cool. Like jumping off and rolling. I was going to say, know, yeah, it's pretty it's badass. Pretty right? cool. Um, and so, um, we just found out about like your first SAG job. Do you remember what your first like um, I guess major acting role would have been? Where yeah, you kind of stepped in front. It was the Lady Blood fight with yes. the pictures, yeah. Of and course. that I got that audition from that fight video that at White Lotus. No way. Literally, yeah. They they contacted me. Voltage Pictures contacted me like through Facebook, and they're like, "We can't find you. Are you are you like a professional or Who what?" Are you? Yeah. yeah, I'm like, I'm sorry. Um, and they brought me into audition, and I got that job. Um, wow. Before that, I was just doing like short films and stuff. Um, okay from like different uh, film schools out here. And, and um, I didn't really have anything to show, but I got to audition and it worked. And you were the lead of that? Yeah. No way. And how long did you guys film that and where'd you film that? Mm, we filmed that in Hong Kong. Oh. Um, and if we filmed that for like, I was in Hong Kong for three months. Dang. It's like a 28 day shoot though. So it was really aggressive. Okay. Yo, uh, can you pull up Lady Bloodflight, Armand? Are there any of those over there? Let's take a look at some of these references really fast here. So, can you talk us through what this scene is? This was the very first oh, trailer um, that came out. It's in a different language, I think. It's I really think interesting so, yeah. seeing yourself get dubbed uh, over. I was going to ask you, yeah. And um, so, you obviously yeah. did it in English, and it was just dubbed in a bunch of other yeah, languages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's like a you know, um, it's like a blood sport remake type thing. It okay. was initially called Lady Bloodsport. No. Uh, yeah. Of course. <laughs> um, it's directed by Chris Nahone, who did um, a lot of, like, Jet Li films and stuff. Really cool director. Dope. Um, yeah, first time acting and doing stunts. I had a stunt double. It was my first time having a stunt gonna double. I was going to ask you, how, how is that? Is that weird? Pull up the other one, Armand. What's it like having a stunt double, knowing that you can do your own stuff? Do you enjoy it? Um, yeah, I love it. Um, ah. well, it's a jam. I know, it's so fun. Uh, so, yeah, at first I hated it because uh, of my ego. Of and I was like, this is why I'm here. I'm going to do my own stunts. Like, this is, this is why I'm here. This is why you're paying me is because I can do all totally. this. Um, but then I realized like, oh, wait, I can focus on my lines and I don't have to hurt my body and I can just jump in after you do, do the do stuff the where thing. you see your face. Yeah. And it's amazing. It's so funny. So right? for a lot of people out there, like I know you want to do everything, but really that's why the stunt people are there is to keep you safe, make totally. you look better and like allow the actors to act. And it's so funny to hear you say that because like, I'm sure you've been on jobs before where I've been on tons of jobs where the lead actors want to do everything themselves Yeah, and, and you're trying to talk them out of it, yes. you know, but it's funny you even knowing that you still wanted to do your own stuff. I know it's <laughs> terrible. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> like I, know, come on. I know you all want to do your own stuff because it's yeah. fun. It's like you wait so long for a role to, you know, or the moment that you want and you're like, you want to exploit the moment. Um, but the moment can look much better with better people around you yeah. or a good team around you. That's all that matters really. So, And also like if you are the star of the sh uh, star of the movie, I just know this from like rapping Stumptown recently, my lead Kobe smolders. She is in every scene, almost every day, yeah. all 10 to 12 hours a day. So oh it's gosh. like she doesn't have time to train as much as everyone else. Like she's running on fatigue and it's yeah. like, yeah, like at a certain point you, you really need the stunt double just because from a, a safety perspective. Yeah. And, and if the, you know, any of the actors go down with any injuries, that's a lot of money um, that needs to be taken care of. Oh, so, yes. you know, it's like, it's not worth it. Yes. Um, but yeah, of course you want to do your own stunts. Yeah, that's like the goal, right? Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Do you do, like, Man. do you act? I stuff? do. I like, do act. Yeah. But I have yet to fully, 
make the commitment like you where like the last four years you're fully focused on that. I right now, because I keep getting the calls and because it's like not, not easy for me, but I enjoy it. I've just been riding the coordinator wave, you know? So ride um, it as long as you can. Cause it may never, you know, it may when st- it's there, like calls may stop one yeah. day. Yeah. I don't think they will for you ever, but <laughs> like <laughs> it may stop. But that's why I like, like I said, like I give you so much credit for like, you know, moving out here and also making the decision to consciously act. It's because it's a scary thing to walk away from what you're, you're good at yeah. and what you get paid for. And yeah. like, we, we make a very good living in stunts. Yes. And so to walk away from that stability and focus on acting is something that like, you know, I really, really give you a lot of respect for. Thank you. It's like, um, if you're afraid of it, you should probably do it. Totally. Like if you're comfortable, you should probably figure out something to do to where you're uncomfortable. Not That's enough people believe it. in that. I try, I try to tell people that all the time. That like even I find myself being comfortable, I'll push myself out of that comfort zone. Really? How do you how do you push yourself out of the comfort zone? By honestly taking on stuff more than I can chew sometimes. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? I feel like uh, for me, a lot of my friends, uh, they have a lot of ideas and things like that, and I'll be the same way. I'll have a lot of ideas and stuff, and while I will plan purposely for it. There are some times where I'll just pull the trigger because it'll force me, me too. to have to then pull through. Yes, I love that. Yeah. I will literally like write on a schedule book a date where I need to have something finished yeah. and I won't think about it until there's that date. Totally. And then I do it regardless if, it, if it's ready or perfect because like we can wait forever on something being perfect, right? But like just get it done. Just do it. Just get it done and do yeah. it better next time. It's so it's so yeah. funny. Yeah. Super important. Especially with how self-conscious people can be. Um, yeah, like, it's especially when you're in the bubble of like stunts and you see the same people over and over and you see that they're doing successful things. It's like, I don't want to put myself out there and make myself look bad. Like there's all these, you know, it's scary, but just put yourself out there. People don't care. Yeah. One of the things that I've like really learned and it, it's only like come into perspective last couple of years, which is in this business and in life in general, there's so many things that are out of our control. So like the very few times that I can have full control, especially when it's like things I want to do for myself, I just go 100% at it because there's very few times where I can actually have control of my destiny and what I want to do. Yeah, I think you are one of those people that fully uh, harnesses that. Yeah, Like you take control of of most things that you can. Exactly. Yeah, I really respect that. Yeah. Yeah, I really respect that. And sa- says the lady that's done so much. We've like just scratched the surface yeah. of your life. Oh, man. <laughs> you're like, so funny. You never to talk about you. You're so like, funny. You've done um, way more than me. Yeah, at, says says the lady that I'm just about to talk about some badass things. And, and the, one of the things I wanted to ask you about, which is you've now gotten to be in a bunch of other roles. And, and I kind of want to, I don't want to sandwich them together because I want to talk about them specifically. But you've now had the chance to fight some legends in for lack of a better term, the action world, especially in the martial arts cinematic world. Um, you've gotten to fight Chichep oh, yeah. from The Raid. You've gotten to fight um, Scott Atkins. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a scene that stands out to you in your mind or are there moments from each of those that like were memorable for you? Because that seems like a, uh, seems like a cool experience, but also like a lot of pressure. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's those moments that you wait for, right? Like I've been waiting for those moments. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm just starting really um, but Chechup was the most humble person to ever work with. Like he's a true master. Um, and I was geeking out a lot with him and just like, I found myself just asking him questions about his mindset and like, mm, I couldn't leave him alone. He's, he's amazing. So funny. Um, so in, in a short film we did called the gate, it's yes. supposed to be a feature film. I'm not quite sure what's happening with it now. Okay. Um, 
but uh, I did a one-on-one fight with him. Yes. Um, and that was extremely memorable, all of that, because um, he choreographed it. And I was going to ask you who choreographed yeah, it. Yeah, he choreographed it, but also like allowed me to, to bring in what I want. So it was really, he was just amazing to work with. His, his movements are fantastic and sharp and with such style. So like he's, he's my favorite person I've ever fought. Wow. He's amazing. I was going to ask you, okay. And that, that's amazing to hear because you fought a lot of people over the yeah. years. And yeah. And you, and you, you know, it's all about like, uh, like a fight of, 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 of the matchup or like dance partners. It's like some people work well together and some people don't work as well. And Agreed. He's, he's amazing. Wow. That's so cool. Yeah. Super insane. And then Love what him. film was it that you got to work with Scott Atkins on? It was called um, Accident Man. Yes. It's a really, really funny film. Really good. Um, directed by Jesse Johnson, who is a stuntman as well. No way. Um, okay. And he was cool to work with. He, he was producing that film, and he had, like, uh, written some of it as well. So there was a lot of pressure on Scott. Okay. So he was wearing a lot of different hats. So it was, it was very inspiring to watch him, like, be doing all these things at once and figuring out the fight and, and, and acting and, and doing the pretty, <laughs> totally. like it's so much. So he's super inspirational to me and I've been waiting to work with him and like other people that were on there, like Michael J. White yes. and stuff. So like, you know, it's an honor, man. It's an honor. That like, is so yeah. wild. And so like when you're doing these fight scenes against guys that like all of us have like grown up watching and stuff like that, do you like, did you go back and like watch old stuff of them or did you, were you just like, how did you prepare for these roles? You know what I'm saying? Like, for me, I would feel a huge sense of pressure going into a fight against Scott Atkins. Um, I would almost like analyze his old stuff and be like, how does he move? Okay, I got to be fast here and stuff. Like, no, I mean. <laughs> did you do any special no, preparation for no. this? Because I would be freaking out. I don't out, know. <laughs> I was just excited. Like I had seen a lot of his stuff. Yeah. Um, and I know he has certain moves he likes to use. Yes, and like uh, just like working through the choreography with uh, Tim, who's who does choreo um is amazing and uh i don't know it wasn't anything different okay. it was just like i better make sure that i bring my a game because yeah. like it's a really good moment um so yeah it's exciting that is pretty wild yeah all right well and then along the lines of those things when you're doing like acting and stunts all at once uh what do you feel is easier easier yeah do you find the acting easier or the fighting easier it depends. It totally depends. <laughs> I just had to ask so, you, No, yeah. it is. Because, like, sometimes acting is easier. If I just have to be myself and yeah. I'm just, like, talking, it's it's great and it's easy. And I'm, like, I'm bored. I want to kick somebody. Um, but then, like, it, it's uh, fighting is what I know as well. Exactly. So, like, That's why I had to ask. Um, mm, I guess fighting is more physically taxing. Acting is more mentally taxing, especially if you're crying over and over or, like, having to do something over and over and, like, bring back those emotions over and over all day. Like, it's very emotionally taxing. So totally. I don't think one is more difficult than the other, but okay. both difficult in their own ways. That's super cool. And now what do you personally like get inspiration from like at the current times? Like, do you still watch action genre type movies or are you more focused on dramatic stuff as you delve into the acting side more? Like what, what, what is, what is Amy watching or do try you watch stuff at all? I try to watch everything. Okay. I just watched, um, I'm watching Demon Slayer right now, which is an awesome oh. anime. Like, I watch a lot okay. of anime. There's some incredible action and storytelling in anime. Totally. In video games, like, some of the best storytelling is in video games. Agreed. Incredible writing. Um, I watch everything. Okay. I watch foreign films. Um, I watch a lot of shows. Um, I read a lot uh, is where I get most of my inspiration. And I listen to people who are, like, 
smarter than me. Okay. <laughs> I try totally. to, I'm constantly just trying to learn as much yeah. as possible and get as much information as I can. And growing up, did you have like, so, and, and I don't mean to make this a sexist or gender-based question, um, but did you have martial arts idols growing up and were they males or did you have any females that you looked up to as well? Yeah, like, definitely. I mean, there's the Jackie Chan, the Bruce Lee. Um, Michelle Yeoh was my first okay. chick where I was like, oh, I can do that. I think I can do that. Dope. She's, she inspired me to really push forward. Okay. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. I think she's doing a project right now too. She is. With a bunch with of our the friends. Lee brothers. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. I can say that, I don't know. Yeah, I think yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah. No, that's no, all good. I got called to work on it too, but I was on Stumptown. I was oh, so bummed. Man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's a lot amazing. Of, a lot of good people are working on that film. Yeah. So. Cool. Um, I'd love to work with her. She's on my bucket list. She's amazing. That was my next question, which my is God. who have you not worked with yet that you would like to oh, work with? I want to work with you more. Ah, I want to bring you, like, I want us to work together a We've lot only more. Done, like, I'm a few like, things. It's so I funny. want you to direct, by the way. That's my goal. Yeah, man. <sighs> yes. yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. That will happen. Um, Michelle Yeoh, Jackie Chan. Come on. I mean, like, there's so many people. I know. And, and just actors. And then there's, like, people in the community that I would love to work with. You know, there's so many talented people in the community that just haven't uh, gotten the chance to put themselves out there. Like totally. There's so much talent. So tons of people that I'd love to work with. And that's like one of the things that I think really like helps spearhead your career. And if not, like, obviously it's not to take away from the work that you did individually. But I think one of the things that really did get you out there that um, took time and effort was a lot of the independent films and fights that you were yes. doing. Yes. So before you were working, you were shooting fights with everyone, yes. thousand pounds, shooting stuff with Vlad, you know, like yeah. constantly pushing yourself. Yeah. Were you doing that from a sense of trying to get footage? Were you doing it from a sense of trying to get better? Or were you just filling time? Like All of it. Okay. All of it. Um, Chris Cowan um, messaged me to like do a fight scene with him and a few other guys before it was like, I guess it was thousand pounds, but it hadn't really grown into what it, it was. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was like, these guys are talented. I want to work with them. I want to get footage. I want to do something cool. I want to work with other talented martial artists. So it was, it was all of the above. And I'm lucky to have been surrounded around those people. Like, it's hard to be a one-man show. You yeah. need to surround yourself with people. Like, you have to. Um, and, I, and, and it's hard to find those people. But once you find those people, that's where you can really start moving, I think. Yeah, no, and just major, major shout out to Chris Cowan. For those of you yeah. who don't know, uh, Riven X31, Riven X3I, X3I, yeah. X3I on YouTube. Um, he's phenomenal. He's absolutely killing it. He's yeah. now moved on and helped design action with Brad Allen, yeah. worked on the Kingsman movies. Phenomenal. And so many talented people on that team as well that went on to do a lot. It's crazy. It's so cool to see. It's, so like, just like you and Vlad. Very surreal to look back on the members that were in Thousand Pounds and the movies and positions they're in now. So cool insane it really is. and what's funny to me though is that like the reason why i bring this up is because even though we have seen a lot of examples like you guys and all the guys in thousand pounds that have transitioned into amazing steps not everyone takes the advice and is willing to shoot stuff on their own like indie stuff right um we, yep. you see it here and there but like i honestly talk about this with Armand and stuff it's like if you're not working what the hell are these people doing? Why are right. they not shooting stuff, you know? Right. And so exactly. I think it's cool to hear from your mouth that you actually put like a lot of emphasis on doing free fight scenes just yes, for fun. To so get many better. free things. And I learned how to edit. I learned how to do effects. I learned how to use a camera. Yeah. Like you have to do these things. You have to fill your time with learning. Preach, Amy. Yeah, I will preach, <laughs> preach all no, day. I'm and saying, I know keep that, preaching, please. And I know that people preach please, this. Yes. It's like, but you, you, I mean, you can't push people. They have to push themselves. So... 
Yeah. You have to keep moving because yes. nobody's going to help you more than you're going to help yourself. A hundred percent. And now like what advice would you give to a young kid growing up in Wyoming that wants to get into this business or follow in your footsteps for lack of a better term? Uh, what advice would you give them? Or is there anything that you would have done differently to save time? I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in hindsight, oh right? hindsight is always I 20, mean, 20. Yeah. Everything I did really led me to here. Like I learned a lot, so it's okay. Um, uh, I, I made a book because of this reason, it's which is my perfect segue into which this. Which you're exactly. in my book. Yes. Thank you so much. Your 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 conversations are amazing. I basically like I get that question a lot. I'm sure you do. And yeah. so I was like, let's just create a book with all of these talented professionals who have had all these different journeys. And let's converse with them and get to know how they got there. Totally. And so I, I created a book on Amazon called How to Stunt in Hollywood with. A lot of advice from amazing people like Travis, like, um, you know, telling you how they got there, their mistakes, um, things that inspire them. Um, And uh, because like I didn't I didn't know how to get into stunts. And I think it's so important to have some sort of like steps to move forward. I always tell people to go to jam. Yeah. yeah. Um, And like we were just talking about film yourself, like learn um, one thing that I think, uh, just, just do, just do yeah. stop talking and just do, please, 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 please. Um, one thing that I don't think people like pay attention to is like learn life skills as well. <laughs> like educate yourself yes. with finances. Like, especially when you start working, people are going to be spending so much money around you. If you can learn how to make your money, make money for itself, invest in the right things, invest in yourself. Like also learn life skills, mm-hmm. like be a balanced human, you know, those will help you in the future. That's like pretty valuable advice, but it's really true. It's stuff that like you kind of, honestly, that's the stuff I think like we should go to college for. Yeah. It's like we should have financial courses and courses on your taxes and like, for sure. you know what I'm saying? For sure. But I think a lot of people don't think of that when they're, when they're going towards stunts, they're just like, I'm going to make a bunch of money. I'm going to get in there, but really be ready once you're there. Yeah. Like make yourself aid educated person as much as totally. possible there's and, a bunch of information and you killed my segue into talking about your book which is oh, like sorry. which is, no no it's perfect it's killed like, it in it, a good way yeah you killed it in a good oh, okay. way i was like literally gonna ask you about yours and be like and by the way she's got a book you guys could check out Thanks. um and so for those that are that are interested in the book it's available on amazon mm-hmm. and uh we'll put it on the screen so people can check it out mm-hmm. and so like how long did it take you to compile all that stuff in the book like a month okay yeah. And so the ultimate goal of it is just to compile a lot of people's different stories and perspectives and put it all together in one place. Yep. Super yeah, cool. Including my story. Um, yeah. Cause I think it's important. Cause like we, we were talking about it earlier, like you just see these people who are successful and you're like, Oh, I can't stand how successful they are. Like I'm struggling and I don't have the money. I don't have the connections. I don't have, like, I don't know how to get there. And it's important to hear that they weren't there in the beginning, yeah. you know, that they had a journey. Um, and it's okay. You'll get there. Just keep working. Yeah, it's definitely comforting to uh, to read other people's stories and see that you're not alone in a lot of regards. It's hard with social yeah. media. It's like everyone's amazing and successful, and you're like, oh. <laughs> it's really it's it's so funny. It's stuff that like people didn't have to worry about back in the days, mm-hmm. but yeah. In the world. So thank you for being part of it. Of like course. So I've had a lot of people comment and like tell me that your you know your story specifically was very inspiring as well as other people's that were pointed out. So really great. Oh, I thank appreciate you. it. It's super cool. And then just like on your personal journey, has there been anything that you have and I ask this because uh, I guess this is like a self-serving question because as I get older, I used to say all the time the cliche like, "Oh, I have no regrets." 
as I get older, I have a shitload of regrets. Yeah. Yeah. I'm starting <laughs> to realize, I'm starting to realize like a lot of things and I'm like, damn, like, uh, even though we've had this talk of like things we've accomplished and gone after, there are still things that I look back on in my life and I'm like, I should have, tr- I should have gone for that. I should have mm. done this. I should have pushed harder here. Yeah. Do you have any personal regrets? And I don't mean to blast you, but I, I just want fine. people to see, um, someone that's successful to see, like if, if there's even things that you overlooked. Of course. Know? Okay. So many regrets. Oh my gosh. Um, most of the regrets I have are mm, not speaking up, being very passive and nice and not understanding that I could speak up and still be nice. Uh, like yeah. I let a lot of people walk all over me. So I've learned that the hard way um, and that it's important to know my voice, be proud of my voice and let others hear it. Yeah. I think that's a really good uh, piece of advice. Yeah. I would share that sentiment in a lot of ways as well. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you got to kind of go through it to learn it, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so like at the current state right now and uh, with where you're at in your career, uh, are you going to acting school? Are you working on developing projects for yourself? Are you just going out on auditions? Like what's, yeah. what's the everyday life now transition from a stunt woman to an actress? Um, so I do motion capture like three times a week. I do a lot of motion capture for totally. video games and stuff. And that's kind of been my environment lately. Okay. Um, but I have a few shows that I'm pitching uh, with me as an actor, with me as a producer, director, like I'm constantly moving. Yes. Um, and I just finished an audiobook version of my book. Like I'm just always doing things. And that's why I was like, you can't say about me. You're, you're crazy amazing, too. Dude. Like you're <laughs> you do non-stop. so many things. You're awesome. Um, um, so yeah, a lot of mocap is my life. And then, um, not auditions so much, but more meetings. Like I meet okay. with different people and different producers and, um, see where our, our businesses can fit. You know? Yeah. Um, and what, uh, are you allowed to talk about what game or motion capture projects you're working on? Uh, not right now. Okay, we'll wait then. But yeah, but like <laughs> things in the past are we'll wait on to my see, reel yeah. and stuff, yeah. Totally. And then like, I guess the one other thing that I just want to bring up kind of for people to see like disparity between the two is um, how different has it been in the sense that stunts, there's no auditions. It's literally like word of mouth relationships as comparative to acting. Do you find it's the same thing where it's all relationship based? Yeah. I feel like this whole industry is relationship based cool. because most auditions from what I've seen are very political and BS because mm-hmm. um, they already usually know who they want to go with. It's just part of the protocol. And it's a protocol. Yeah. Um, so it's really, really important to network and um, also remember that the people you may like upset are going to come back around in your future. Like it's always important to treat people fairly and, and be the best version. Cause like it is important to keep those relationships, not in a fake way. No, no. But, like be a good human. A hundred percent. I've heard some very crazy stories over the course of my career where people have gotten bit in the ass from mistreating someone when they were a PA. Really? Oh yeah. Ooh. Oh yeah. There's, there's a couple stories and I don't want to get them wrong. So I'll talk about one story that I know a hundred percent because it was a friend of mine uh, so I had a buddy of mine and uh, long story short, he was working on a movie. There was a PA and he was just like super friendly to the kid the whole show, you know, just was like, you know, said his name was like, hey, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. It's all good. Uh, when the show wrapped, the kid like basically reached out to him was like, hey, man, come over to my house and chill. And he's like, where's your house? And it was like an Oceanside mansion. And it turned out his dad is a huge exec at one of the studios and was making him be a PA just to get life experience. Little did my friend know that he had treated him well for the last three months. So much so that like this kid just didn't want to say anything to anyone because he was just making a mental list of like, who's an asshole to me? Who's nice to me just because I'm me? 
not knowing that this kid's dad uh-huh. is running shit. <laughs> I love that story. You know story. what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And so my friend was like, dude, I'm literally sitting at a mansion right now, Oceanside, with a kid that was a PA on my show. And you would have never known. That's a great people story. People probably just treated them like shit the That's whole show. That's a great show. story. And there's a lot of people in the industry that treat you well only if they want something from you. And I've seen a lot Agreed. of that. And I'm sure you see that all the time. And it's like, you can see past that. Yeah. You know? Like, you don't need to act fake. Just be you. It's okay if people don't like you. Like, you'll find your way. But be a real human. Yeah, Thanks. 100%. <laughs> I'm all about those real interactions. Like, there's so many times where in LA, you just have these quick, like, brief, I feel mm. like, Copy what, and paste interactions. What are you working on? Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm successful. Are you successful? Yeah. And, and that's one of the other things that I, I also realized with a few of my friends. Everyone in LA always, that's the first question, which is, uh, what are you working on? What are you doing? No one ever asks, like, how are you feeling? Like, are you happy? Yeah. Uh, it's, like, so overlooked in the city. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I know. Because they're only worried about their happiness. Mm-hmm. Like, what can you give me? Or they want to, like, segue into asking what you're doing so they can talk about what they're doing. Happens <laughs> <laughs> so much. 100%. I feel like people don't even listen to what you're doing. Yeah. They're just waiting to talk. Totally. Yes. So yes. if you guys see me at jam with my headphones in, I'm <laughs> I'm probably not listening to music. <laughs> just keep it at 100. Armand knows. Armand, I've literally gone to Armand before and been like, hey, can I borrow some headphones? Really? <laughs> and it's, just, it's just for show, yeah. because like i would rather not engage in a fake conversation you know yeah if like if my brain's not there fully or like i'm having a tough day at work i know i'm not going to give everyone a reciprocal conversation that is deserved and you don't want them to take that and be like why didn't he like me or like yeah Yeah, so that's a good thing to do for those of you that think i'm really short sometimes or that i like i'm avoiding you it's simply because i don't want to be an asshole i don't want to have a fake one minute conversation with you fair enough Totally so. respect that. It's better than being fake. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> She's going to be like, damn, he was wearing headphones all the time around me. I know. Right I don't know if I've seen that before. But it's uh, good. You're always moving and shaking. You're doing something. Yeah, so, you know, we're busy trying. Busy man. Busy uh, man. It's so funny. Well, um, uh, as you, uh, like like we've talked about on here, you've done all these projects. You've gotten to the other side of the camera. You've written a book. You have an audio book now. What are the goals for the future? I have so many. I have like, I literally have daily goals, weekly goals, monthly goals. Like I'm obsessed. I'm so annoying. Um, I could talk about them forever, but one thing on the horizon, I'm pitching a show that I've been wanting to do for so long and I really hope it uh, happens soon uh, as a producer um, and a host, like a travel show. Dope. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. So hopefully that goes through and then um, I just want to continue making things, creating things and being a part of fun projects and so many things. That's cool. Yeah. I think it's good to hear. And it also makes me feel like I'm not a psycho alone. <laughs> oh, no. No, yeah, we can be psychos yeah, together. Yeah, we can be psychos, what yeah. You, yeah, I want to know, like, what you're up to Exactly. Next. Yeah, what I got some to? interesting things on the horizon. Um, but for now, um, I just wrapped Stumptown. So my hey. media goal is, like, find happiness again and stuff oh, like that. Oh, poor yeah, thing. <laughs> I know, yeah. Re- re-sort out my life. Find um, happiness again. You got it. Yeah, but... But I think the coolest thing about it is we live in a day and age where a lot of things weren't possible when our parents were around and generations before that definitely wasn't possible. So to see someone like you that's like really pushing things and making the most of the opportunities, that to me is like the coolest thing in the world. Thank you. I've gotten a lot of um, like, I don't know, a lot of people don't like it. Same. But it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. You know, it's it's better to be talked about, honestly. Yeah. Um, Means you're doing something right. Yeah. Whether or not people like you is just, you're doing something, so you're going to be talked about. It's okay. 
Exactly. It's okay. And uh, along the lines of that, kind of with the goals and stuff like that, um, this is a question I always ask our friends before we get out of here. And you may have an answer. You may not have an answer. So there's no right or wrong one. But it's um, where do you see yourself in five years from now? And where do you see yourself 10 years from now? And that could be business related. That could be life related. The reason I ask is A, to see what people have long-term in their mind, if anything at all. And more so, it's also so that I can have like a, uh, like a thing to check where like in a couple of years I can be like, hey, how's Amy doing? And hopefully we can follow up and be like, oh, damn, she's far surpassed her goals from just a month ago. Five. Know? Well, hopefully <laughs> I see you before five years. I know. Jeez, of course. Man. Of course. Uh, I, I plan to see you before okay. then, but like. As we get older, um, five years is like a big, it's a big marker. That's then. a really tough question. Five years is far. Okay, it's not that far. <laughs> but like... Um, we saw each other like two years ago. So I like, know. Yeah, time flies. Yeah. I know. Because like I, when I think about five years like prior to where I am today, it's yeah. like I probably wanted a lot of different things. Totally. It's a really hard question. It is. They're not meant to be easy. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's meant okay, to make okay, you okay, think okay, like, okay, okay. Yeah. Five years, um, I guess, in a position more more so of of having control of my creative ventures of being able to snap a finger when I want to do something and not have so much pushback okay um more control um and then uh, I would like to have a f- like a I don't know uh there's a lot of like personal things um okay uh a few houses around the country okay, um, okay. so I can have places um real estate a lot of different investments yeah. Um, I want to, uh, make an album. Oh, I sing and like, I've been working on that. Okay. Weird, random things. And I dance. So I like, I've been wanting to do like something with my singing and dancing. That was like one of my biggest passions as a kid. So that's on my agenda. I don't know, man. I can talk forever. I don't have one like thing for five years. It's hard. That's cool though. It's It's really hard. It's, I asked that for a a couple different things. Cause one, I think at the root of it, it helps like obviously inspire audience so that they can hear like, Oh wow. Like she's accomplished all these things. Like what does she have in mind for the future? I also ask it because, um, it kind of speaks volumes about the people and like where their mindset's at. You know what I'm saying? Like for you, you had so many goals right away. I asked some other people and like their only goal in five years is like, Oh, I want to have a family by then. You know, and so like for me, it's like a really good mental, spiritual, physical marker to kind of like see like where everyone's brains are at. Like if you were to ask me, I think my answer would be very much along the lines of you, which is like I have too many things to answer. We're both psycho. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) A family would be nice too. But you know what I'm saying, right? (laughs) Like there's some people where their first answer is I want to have kids in five years. That's not the answer that I would give first, you know? And so that's why Mm -hmm. I ask people because the answers are so different and comparative that it just kind of shows like where people's mindsets are at. Yeah. It's it's not wrong. It's not right. It's just, yeah, we're on our own journeys. We are on our own journeys in 10 years. I don't even know. I I don't know. I I don't know if I can answer that one. (laughs) I know. I guess in a place where I don't have to. mm, I don't ever have to work again, that my money and my investments are creating enough and are evergreen enough, my, the things that I've done to not work if I don't feel like it. That's a good answer. Yeah. What about you in 10 years? So you, uh, you know what's crazy? No one's ever asked me back that uh, side of it. Um, so this may sound as like a crazy answer because I am someone that like everyone knows is very much into like planning and working hard. I have a lot of like goals for the five-year plan, but even 10 years, it's hard for me to answer because, ah, oh man, this is crazy. I don't know if I'm jinxing myself some reason ever since I was young I've always had this belief that for some reason um I was put on this earth to like push really hard but I don't know if I'll be here forever like I don't know how to phrase that I've always had this weird feeling that like 
I'm here to make a big impact, but I don't know if I'll like live to be as old as everyone else is. So you think in 10 years, I like don't know. you better get your stuff done yeah. because that's interesting. I mean, it might also be your reason why you get out of bed. Like it might, mm-hmm. you might believe that you might not, but maybe it just helps you push forward so aggressively. Yeah. And I, and I think that's the first time I probably huh. verbalized that out loud for a lot of the listeners to hear the fact that like, yeah, I mean, for lack of a better term, like I've always wondered, like if I'm here on this earth to push really hard and like, I may pass away at a younger age than really? most people are expected. You feel that? Yeah. It's kind of weird. And I've, I've only heard that from a few other people too, like in their journeys and stuff. And, uh, is there anything that like that, ha- that, made you think that or you've always felt that I've always felt that and I think over the course of my life other things have shaped it where like um you know like over the course of my life I've had like a lot of accidents I've had some pretty close calls with death Mm -hmm. um I've had some really rough years in my life where like yeah I should have passed away in accidents and uh I think as we get older mortality is something that like definitely crosses my mind but it's not like a fearful thing for me it's like a realization thing for me that like we all have an expiration date eventually. Yeah. We just don't know when it is. We don't. And, uh, yeah. That's very honest of you. Yeah. I really respect that. Um, I, I would love for you to like stay around exactly. for a long time, please. <laughs> I'm sure, because I'm sure you have, my mom too. You have yeah. a lot to, you know, to show the world. Totally. You have so much, yeah. but I, I do understand that. And I'm glad that that, whatever that is, that feeling, I'm glad that that drives you because yes. you're, you're doing a lot of great things with it. Thank so you. It's all good. Yeah. It's kind of funny to hear that. Yeah. It probably is what helps drive me. Yeah. To make the most of like every day. 100%. Yeah. I feel that way in, in different ways. And it's only because I don't want to die as like potential. I, d- I like, that's the scariest thing in the world for me is to like leave without doing what I wanted. So Agreed. it's not as like severe and time-based as yours, but it's, it's there. The expiration date. Yeah. yeah. 100%. <laughs> no, no. I'm the same way as you. I think that, yeah, if I were to pass away without fully tapping into potential and stuff. And like I said, even at this age, I have some regrets I already have. Yeah. It, uh, it really hits home. Yeah. You know? And like, I don't mean to scare kids out there, but I think oh, it's yeah. a, it's a good way for like people to realize that like, yeah, like you got to push if you, you want move. things. Yeah. You have to move. You yeah. can think about it and plan it, but sometimes you just have to move. Nothing's guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah. So you stay around for a while. please. <laughs> I know. Right. Exactly. <laughs> we got a lot more to do. You yeah, know? you do. You Heck really do. Yeah. Well, uh, yo, more than anything, I really appreciate you like taking time out of your busy schedule to come here. Um, like I tell our friends, I hope this isn't the first or the last time that you're here. Like if you have any major projects that come out down the road, feel free to use this as a platform. But uh, more than anything, like it's so cool to catch up with you after like not seeing you for like I two know, years. I know. know. Thank you for having me here. I think this is awesome what you're doing. It's so helpful for people out there to to get this insight. So really, this is this is great. And you're doing a great job with it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, before we get out of here, can you just look into the camera and just let people know where they can stay up to date and follow you on your personal journey? Uh, you can follow me on social media, Instagram and Twitter at Amy E. Johnston, or uh, you can go to my YouTube, Amy Johnston. That should be good. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yo, guys, please be sure to hit that like button, comment, subscribe for brand new episodes each and every week. Join us every Monday for brand new Jam Breakdowns and every Friday for brand new Jam Cast, interviewing influential members of the movement community like Miss Amy Johnston herself. So as always, guys, I give a very, very special thank you to Mr. Armand Ramanal for running the cameras in the Switcher app. I have to give a very special shout out to our sponsor, Inner West Hemp. Be sure to use the code JAM for 15% off all your CBD products and needs. And of course, I got to give a very special shout out to our guest this week, Miss Amy Johnson. Thank you. Hell yes. And as always, guys, coming at you, coming through, I'm your host, Travis Wong. Thanks for joining us here on another Jamcast. Till next time, see you all soon. Peace.